Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. You already know. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You already know that today is another good day. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but I am going to rejoice and be so glad that I'm alive and still living in it. Because the fact that we're still here means that God still has a his good plan and purpose for our lives. I dropped in briefly because you know I got to know. I just, I want to know. Will you let me know? Uh, I'm, I'm asking this question because I really want us to examine ourselves to see if we're if we still uh, if we still be in the faith because some has departed from the faith but I know of course that's not you uh, we are getting ready to uh, jump in and test the theory and and um, take the word of God and compare put it on us and and be able to see if we can see ourselves okay okay but you already know that first we're gonna pray but I have to ask the question I gotta ask the question is your are are you is your loyalty to the world or is your loyalty to the word <laughs> you gotta know because do you know what he said a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways we're gonna do a loyalty test here in one second one minute and mama he said love not the world because if you love the world he said then the love of the father is not in us. We're getting ready to do this love test. But first, we're going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for being in the middle of us. You said we're two or three. There you are, Father. There you are. There you are. Thank you for, uh, 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 thank you, Father God, for gracing us with your presence, Lord God. We honor you. Our purpose for to assembling ourselves, even on this podcast, even through the airway, Father God, is to worship you, to say that we adore you, to say that we honor you, to say that we that you are Lord. We say that Jesus Christ is Lord, Father. You you are Lord. And Father, we just thank you for giving us a hunger and a desire. Thank you for a rhema word, Lord God. A rhema. Reveal to us your truth. Because you said that when we hunger and thirst after righteousness, Father, that you would fill us. And so as we come together, joining ourselves together, Father, give us a hunger for your word. Not the world, but a hunger for your word and we give you the glory father we give you the honor and we give you all the praise right now lord god in jesus name we pray amen thank you guys again for so much for joining in i've stopped in briefly because i'm sitting in my car and i'm i have to ask this question i gotta ask it i gotta ask it is your loyalty to the lord to the word or is your loyalty to the world well i have to ask this because it, it, uh, uh, that's what the, James tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Um, one translation says because he has a divided loyalty. You know, it's like when I'm with the world, then I'm with the world. But then when I'm with the word, with those that are in the word, then I'm in the word. Uh, how many of you know that a divided house cannot stand? And a lot of times when we think of that, we just think of a husband and a wife or a church or whatever, a natural building, building. But our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And when we're when we're at odds with God, it divides us against God. Uh, and therefore, the Lord says he resists the proud, but he's going to give grace to those who will humble themselves. And how many of you know that when we humble ourselves, how do we humble ourselves? Well, we humble ourselves by giving up our way for his way, by surrendering our will for his will, by saying like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. I don't know, maybe today 
um, we get to go to the Garden of Gethsemane and say, Lord, I repent, forgive me for exercising my will above your will, for exercising my way, Lord, above your way. Jesus said in that Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. You know, if there's any other way that this cup of suffering can pass from me, But nevertheless, Lord, because he was saying, Lord, I really don't want to do this. My flesh don't want to do this. My flesh don't want to be lovely when it's not lovable. I don't want to love him, Lord. But because you said so, I'm going to do it, Lord, because you said so. And you're my Lord. How many of you know that a Lord is like a supervisor? It's like a boss. We do what he say. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And you don't do what I say. I think one of the questions I want to ask because um, I want to know, is Jesus your Lord? Because when Jesus is your Lord, when he's our Lord, his word is our command. When Jesus is our Lord, his word becomes our absolute truth. Are we worldly or are we righteous? I'm not talking about falling down and getting back up because we all fall down. The Bible says a righteous man will fall down seven times, 70 times, but he'll get back up. You know why a righteous man gets back up when he falls down? Is because a righteous man, his true heart desire is sincerely to serve the Lord. And a lot of us are just being destroyed because of a lack of knowledge. It's not sometimes when we don't love God, we don't know how to serve God because we don't have knowledge of God. And this is why it's so important that we get in the word of God so we can know his good, acceptable and perfect will for our lives. And so our lives can be transformed and changed. I don't know about you, but I love the caterpillar effect. I love to see people go from caterpillars to butterflies. It's called transformation. God wants us to be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. He wants our lifestyle to change. As we change our way of thinking, it will transform the way we live because our body do what the mind tell it to, right? We're acting on what we believe. That's another Bible study, but you guys go back in my podcast and and I listen to my podcast. You're believing, you're receiving what you're believing, okay? But I'm dropping in for this moment because I'm trying to stick here. Are you worldly? Or are you righteous? Which way, which way are we going? Is our loyalty divided? A divided house cannot stand. And so when we're living at odds with God, we're really what we're doing is we're living in rebellion towards him. And what we're saying is, Lord, I don't care what you say. I know what you say, but I don't care what you say. And, and a lot of times we don't want to think that that's what we're saying, but really we are because how many of you know your actions are speaking louder than your words. And Jesus said, he, he said, bro, I can use call me Lord, Lord, and still do what you want to do. I, I'm not your Lord. If you're not doing what I ask you to do, you're your own Lord. And I have to ask, have you become a God unto yourself? Are you doing what you want? Or are you doing what God, are you doing what God wants? Just because we don't want to do something does not mean God is not telling us to do it. Our flesh is contrary to who he is. That's why we must crucify our flesh daily, like the Apostle Paul says, because every day we get up, our flesh wakes up and that's the battle. But I'll tell you what, as you as we begin to renew our mind and change our way of thinking for God's way of thinking, our lifestyle will begin to line up with 
the word of God. How many of you know what's in us is coming out of us? Jesus said, out of the abundance of a man's heart, his mouth is speaking. So if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to what's coming out your mouth. Uh, is our words glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ? Is our daily lifestyle glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ? Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto him. So is Christ being lifted up or are we being lifted up? Who are people when they see you? Do they see the Christ in you? Or do they just see you? There's no, you already know, this is mature audience only. You already know that there is no condemnation in this, right? Because today is another day and we get to do what the word of God say. What we're learning here today, we get to do. We get, we're gonna, we're gonna practice this. We're gonna be intentional when it comes to the, the word of God. We're gonna become God conscious. How many of you know that God is, he's mindful. The Bible says he's mindful of us. And God, um, he's mindful of us. This means God is thinking about us. We're the apple of his eye. Did you know that you're the apple of God's eye? What a personal, personal, personal father. And, and, and the Bible tells us that we have not a high priest who's not touched by the feelings of our infirmities. In other words, if it concerns you, it concerns him. God can identify <laughs> Did you know that God can identify with us? Jesus is our high priest. And because a man did it by one man's disobedience, we were all made sinners. A man had to come in the flesh and undo it. So Jesus came to undo everything that the devil did. It was for this purpose that the son of God was manifest. God says, cast your cares upon me in first Peter, because I care for you. I want you to know that God cares for you. And he cares about whatever you care about. I want you to know that he's personal. He's up close and personal. So how do we cast our cares upon the Lord through prayer? We cast our cares upon the Lord through prayer. The God says, bring me in remembrance of my word. It's not because he don't remember his word. It's because he's trying to get you to remember his word. And because guess what? The only thing that God has to uh, answer is his word because he's bound by his word. You know, we hear it all the time in society. How our word is our bond. Well, God and his word is his bond. His word is his bond. He's bonded with his word. He cannot tell a lie. To tell a lie, God will have to deny himself. So he says, those who put their trust in me, I will not cause you to be ashamed. Why is this? Because when we say what God say, that's his reputation on the line. And really all we're doing is just repeating what he said. Um, It's kind of like if I say something to you, if I say, well, I'm coming to your house today at two o'clock and you get on the phone and you talk to someone and you say, well, Pearl says she's coming over today at two o'clock. You're just saying what I say. It's not your word. You was just repeating my word. Now, if I don't show up at two o'clock, it doesn't make you look bad. It makes me look bad. Why is this? Because I did not keep my word. But see, God is not like that. <laughs> He's not like man. God is not like man. If he said it, he will surely bring it to pass. <laughs> he cannot lie. This is, I'm trying to convince you. I'm trying to convey unto you who he is, that our father is really a good, good father. Why would we not want to serve a God who loves us so much? His only um, agenda, his only plan for us is good. For the plans he had for us, Jeremiah 29, 11, are good, not evil, to bless us 
prosperous and to bring us into great success. And when we're running away from God, which we we can't because God is everywhere, but we think we're, in other words, when we're saying no to God, we're saying no to good. We're saying, no, God, I don't want your good. I don't want the good things that you have for me. I want the world. I want to chase after the things of the world. I want to, I don't want to serve the creator. I want to serve the creation, the the creation. I want to serve what you created. I want to seek first the things that you created instead of seeking you, the creator. This is everything that God says. The word of God says he says for a purpose, on purpose and with a purpose, because God is a God of purpose. He don't use words idle. He said we're going to have to give account for every idle word that we say. So be careful of the words that we speak, because we can speak a lie. We can sing a lie. We can tell a lie. Okay, make sure that what you're saying, if you're saying that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, if you're if you're saying that, yes, I know Jesus Christ, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. When we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, we're going to walk like Christ walked. It's not to say that we're not going to fall down because we're still learning, but we're going to get back up when we fall down. A righteous man, a woman, when they fall down, they're going to get back up. I promise they're going to get back up. This is why I say when you see somebody fall down, but they're trying to get back up every time they try to get back up, you need to help them up because people are stumbling in the dark. People are falling because of of a lack of uh, knowledge. God said, my people are destroyed because one translation say, because they don't know me. One translation say they don't, they are destroyed because of lack of knowledge. They don't know me. You know, when we don't know how God is, when we don't know who God is, we don't know how God is. It's this time that we develop a love relationship with a God who loves us so, so, so very much. We're running and we're looking for love in all the wrong places and all the wrong people. And the one that God's love is really enough because when we fall in love with God, we'll begin to uh, chase after him and not after the things of the world. But when we're lusting after the things of the world, it's going to cause us to lose our love for God. Um, um, John tells us, love not the world nor the things of the world. For if we love the world, then the love of the father is not in us. So what is the love of the world? We talk about this quite often. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. That's the love of the world. And so when we lust after the things of the world, it's going to draw us away from God. Because now instead of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we're chasing after the things that he created. And I don't know about you, but everything that we own on earth is on lease. It's all on lease. I don't care if you have the title or not. Because when we leave here, we're not going to be able to take any of these things with us. When we leave here, this body is going to go back to dust. And if we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and we've been born again, we're going to go and be with the Father. If not, we're going to go to hell and be with the devil and those angels. The third of them that was cast out of heaven. Uh, we have to say it because the, the, the time is near. The time is short and there's no more time for games. And so we're going to have to pick a side and we're going to have to see what's my loyalty. Who am I loyal to? I mean, a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Think of that man not receive anything from God. He's like a wave in the sea tossed to and fro. Make a decision. 
when your decision is God's decision, then God is obligated to do what he say. But when my decision is my decision, then God is not obligated to help me in any way. But because of his grace and his mercy, you know, I, I think about the children of Israel, how when they was wandering in the wilderness for 40 days, they was out of the will of God. It was supposed to be an 11 day journey. They, oh, they extended their stay because of their faith, right? The word of God says it was because of their unbelief that they could not enter into God's rest. And, and God had gotten frustrated. And he was like, Moses, how long would these people despise me? I mean, I've, I've, I gave them the fire by night and the cloud by day. I, I fed them, gave them everything that they asked for. I gave them everything that they asked for. How long will they despise me? Are you despising God? No matter how good he is to you, you refuse to surrender and give up to him. Are you despising God? We say God is good and then we go on and, and do what we do. Let me tell you, there's no condemnation because, see, the reason we have lost our love for God is because we've lost our hunger. For, and the reason we've lost our hunger for God is because whenever we take our mind, our, our, our mind off of God, then we put our mind on the things of the world. This is why he's saying, look here, listen here. I need you to cast your cares upon me because cares comes from cause worry, cause fears, and it takes you out of faith. And it takes you away from me. It takes you. He, he He's like a parent. God is our father. He's our Abba father. And he's beckoning us and he's trying to woo us and say, come on, come on, come this way. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. You know, if you follow me, you're going to, I'm going to lead you by green pastures. I'm going to lead you by the still water. If you keep your mind stayed on me, says the Lord, I'm going to keep you in perfect peace. For those who keep their mind stayed on me, I will keep them in perfect peace. But in this world, we're going to have some tribulations. How many of you know we're having tribulations now? In this world, this world system, we're going to have some trouble. We have these man-made crises. We're going to have some trouble. But those who keep their mind stayed on me the Lord Jesus Christ says I will keep them in perfect peace if you need peace I tell people if you need peace in your mind you got to keep your mind on the Lord Jesus Christ how do you do that bro what do you mean by that how do we keep our mind stayed on the Lord by meditating on his word day and night Lord your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Who you represent, who you represent. When people look at you, who do they see? Who do they say you are? Jesus asked his disciples, who do they say I am? Some say, some say you're the prophet. Some say you're Elijah. Some say, but Jesus said, but Peter, who do you say I am? He said, you're the Christ, the Messiah, the son of the living God. He said, well, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you except my father in heaven. Who do people say you are when they see you? Because really, we're living our eulogy right now. <laughs> you know, when you go to a, a homegoing service, or whatever, they're not talking about your millions in the bank. They're talking about your works. They're talking about your character. They're talking about if you was good, they're talking about all the good things you did. We're living our eulogy. What will your eulogy say? Not just the, in the earth, 
But we, God wants us to leave some good works in the earth. He wants us to leave a legacy, a godly legacy. What type of inheritance are you leaving? The, the, the most important heritage you can leave for your children, for your grandchildren or anyone else is to uh, make sure that they understand and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I tell people the, out of all the words my mother ever spoke to me, the most important words she ever said to me was she need to give you need to give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ so you can get your life right. And if you're going to live together, you need to get married. The most important words my mother said is that I needed to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. She loved me enough to tell me the truth. And out of all the things she's ever told me, I remember those words the most. That was the most important thing that my mother ever, ever, ever told me was that I needed to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I did just that. I thank her for telling me the truth. If you don't try, if we don't train our children in the Lord, the world is going to take them. And he, the devil will take them and train them in the ways of the world. If we don't teach and prepare and our, equip our children um, in the word, we have done a great injustice to them. Now, when they get old and they depart, it's on them. But it's not because they didn't know the right way. Because at the end of the day, life is choices. How many of you know that love is choice and not force? The Lord said, I set before you this day, blessings and curses, life and death. And guess what? We get to choose because love is choice. God don't mandate us. Love is choice and not force. He's not going to force his will, his way or his want upon us. We get to choose. Life, death. Which way, which one will you choose? Will you choose life, which is the Lord Jesus Christ, or will you choose death? Life don't work right without a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you, I'm here to testify on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ because I've lived on both sides. I'm here to testify to you that life don't work right without Jesus Christ. And if you need peace in your life, you're going to have to accept the peace, the God of peace, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Because life, it don't work right without a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you that there's things that I've gone, that happened in my life that I could have lost my natural born mind. Dealing with witchcraft, sorcery, warlocks, if I did not have a relationship, I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about going to church every Sunday. I'm not talking about knowing a Bible, bunch of Bible verses. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a relationship, spending time with him, praying with him, talking to him. I don't know about you, but he's my best friend. He's my really only truly friend. He changed not. He wavers not. He's consistent. He's stable. He's steadfast. He's immovable. He is a rock. He is my refuge. He is my hiding place. He's a present help in time of trouble. He's my Jehovah Jireh, my Jehovah Rapha, my Jehovah Nisi. 
I've had people to to uh, place threats on me because I've had to stand for what was right. But that's what the devil does. No weapon. No weapon, devil. I say no weapon formed against me can prosper. And every tongue that rises against me in judgment shall be condemned. I feel strong in the Lord and in the power of his might at all times. At every single time. Because the angels of the Lord, they are encamped around about me and they fight my battles for me. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. It's not about you trying to get even. Because trying to get even makes you more evil. But what you do is you stand and you continue to be steadfast, immovable, and always being consistently abounding in the works of the Lord. Doing what he say, even when your flesh don't want to, because it's not about what your flesh wants. It's about what God's word say. You have to bless those that curse you. You have to pray for those that despitefully use you. I'm telling you, the word of God is real. It works, but you got to work the word. It's not just enough to know the Bible scriptures, but you we literally have to do what it says. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. How many of you know that the greatest deception is self-deception. It's not enough just to know what the word of God says, but we have to come back and say, Lord, I read this here and you told me to take off anger. Lord, how do I take off anger? I read this here, Lord, and you said to bless those that curse me. Lord, how do you bless those that curse me? Well, Jesus said, I'll teach you a little bit about how to forgive. Because how many of you know that God never tells us to do something and not tell us how to do it? But seek. Sometimes we have to get in the word and ask him for wisdom. He said, ask me. I'll show you. I'll tell you. And so in, uh, in life, because I, when, you, when you're a truth teller, when you tell the truth, <laughs> you're going to have to deal with all type of demonic activity. And you're going to be hated for telling people the truth. Matter of fact, Proverbs say, uh, don't even rebuke a mocker lest they turn and hate you. A fool is bent on his own wicked, evil ways. So sometimes the Lord won't even have you to say anything. (laughs) But people who hate you for telling them the truth is people who don't love the truth. (laughs) We have to have truth tellers. The word of God tells us, faithful are the wounds of a friend. But deceitful is the kiss of an enemy. Your friends will tell you the truth. But those who mean you no good will tell you you good knowing that you no good. (laughs) We got to tell people the truth because it's God's truth that sets us free from a devil's lie. Every area, every area in our lives where there's an addiction, a bondage, a stronghold, every area in our lives where we're being held captive, where it's, we're being held captive because of a devil's lie. But if you're bent on wanting to be rebellious and stiff-necked, the Lord would say, okay, well, leave them alone. Shake the dust from their feet and let the blind lead the blind. For if you go somewhere and your peace return unto you, shake the dust, for there will be a testimony against them. In other words... If you die and and, uh, you don't accept Jesus Christ, but someone came by to tell you about him, you're not going to have any excuses for not accepting him. 
because she, he's going to make sure that everyone has a chance and an opportunity to hear the gospel before he returns. I'm dropping in saying, pick a side. Elijah was said, how long will you waver between two opinions? Pick a side. Either God is good or he's not. Either we can trust him or we don't. Pick a side. Yes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But in, in, at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, it all comes back to this one main ingredient. And it's called relationship. 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 How many of you know it's hard to be obedient to someone you don't know? We're talking about relationship. We're not talking about religion. We're not talking about just trying to keep a bunch of rules. We're talking about, because see, when you have a, a relationship, see, God said, if you love me, you'll obey me. So our obedience to God comes out of our love for God, right? Because when you love someone, you want to please them. And you know, and I know too, we done did some crazy stuff in the name of love, right? And that was human love. I'm talking about God's love is unconditional. God is love. That's who God is. We can't change who he is because it, it's, it's, not the, it's not just that God so loved us, but God is love. So God can't help but to love us because this is who he is. Okay? God is love. And so, um, but the way we prove our love to God is by our obedience to God, right? We understand in the natural, if someone is not treating us right, and they're not acting lovely, it's because they, they, they're not acting lovely. You know, we say love is respect, love is kind, love is patient, love is joy, love is gentle, right? This is what God says love is. But when someone is not treating you right, you say they don't love me. You say, how you know? Because I can tell by the way they treat me. I don't even know that love is an action word. It's not just enough to say we love God. Uh, our obedience to God proves our love for God. And when we do what God say, that means we abide in God and God abides in us. And how many of you know, if you abide, God said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, you can ask whatsoever you will and it will be done unto you. Why is this? Because when we are abiding in God, guess what? The only thing that we're going to be asking is the will of God. <laughs> how can two walk together except they both agree? We have to walk in fellowship with God if we want to see the promises of God. He says, God says, therefore, submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. Then and only then can you resist the devil and he'll have to leave you alone. He'll have to flee from you. Because when we submit to God, what we're doing is we're resisting the devil. <laughs> I like to say we need to rebel against hell. We're rebelling against the wrong one. Isn't that we understand in life, we say, look like the people that love you the most is the one you treat the worst. <laughs> and, and, and that's kind of like, I don't know. Do you got a love-hate relationship with God? I don't understand. I don't know. But the God who loves us the most, isn't that the one we rebelled against the most? I mean, and even now that we know Christ, some of us are still living a rebellious kind of life. You know, hold on, wait a minute. Now, you know there's no condemnation in it because God knows what we know and he knows what we don't know. Because today we get to do what God say. Today we get to repent of anything that we might have heard or said that that uh, that 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 that, that, uh, corrected us because God chastised those that he loves. People that don't care about you don't try to correct you. Okay, 
Um, that's a deceitful kiss of an enemy. It's your friends, your fr- people that care about you tells you the truth. And people who don't care about you just let you walk in around, leave you alone, let you walk around in deception, thanking you okay, knowing you got that big hole in the back of your pants. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I prefer that people talk to me than talk about me. A true friend will talk to you. So I'm a truth teller. So if anyone needs to know the truth about something, and if I know the answer, I'm going to ask God and we'll come sup and fellowship. Because I'll tell you the truth. I have no problem with telling people the truth because I love people for real. And how many of you know that when you love people for real, I'm telling them the truth is not hard because your motive, your agenda is not to crush them but it's so that they can be free because I understand that scripture John 8 32 is a revelation it's a rhema word to me that's one of the words the Lord used to set me free that if I if, if I'm his disciples if I continue in his word I am his disciple indeed and I will know the truth is promised to me is that probably you will know the truth if you continue my word you're my disciple indeed you will know the truth and that truth that you know if that that's the truth that's going to set you free so in those areas in my life in our lives that we're struggling those stronghold mindsets those things those areas in our lives where we're speaking contrary to the word of God those areas in our lives where we're living contrary to the word of God maybe we're being self-righteous and religious um, we need to find out what the word of God, what the counsel of God. God, what is your opinion? It's not about what people opinions are. The world's opinion does not matter to me. The only thing that matters to me is what the word of God says, because the word of God is my absolute truth. When the word of God is your absolute truth, you won't be double minded. You won't be wavering between two opinions. OK, it'll be like, OK, well, this is what he said and this is what it is. Right. The Lord don't want, he said, I, you got to divide it loyal to your heart. Therefore, purify your, purify yourself, uh, cleanse yourself, sinners, and purify your hearts. You double-minded. We have to make a decision. When you don't know what's right, find, if get, get some godly counsel. Not worldly counsel, because the world don't know Christ. Get you some godly counsel. Get you some godly friends, some people that are in the word, people that pray, people that have a relationship. I'm not talking about religion. I'm, t- I'm not talking about knowing about God. I'm talking about knowing him, having a relation, intimate relationship with him. Jesus said, I no longer call you a servant because a servant does not know. Are you a friend of God? Because Jesus said, I no longer call you a servant. Um, but I call you a friend because a servant does not know the father's business, but a friend does. So are you a servant or are you a friend? Are you a friend of God? Are you are you following Jesus at a distance? Or are you having fellowship? Are you supping and having fellowship with him? And, you know, and and sometimes people don't see a need for God until they need God. Lord Jesus. You know, this is why this is harvest time, because a lot of people, they're natural, they're gods, because Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon, the money, that spirit of the world. Because either our faith is in the Lord Jesus Christ or our faith is in the things that we possess, it's in the money. And when people lose their money, which is their God, uh, to some people, then they see a need for God. And so, um, with the with the, the the way the things are going in the in the world, and um, a lot of people are losing their financial resources, and this is why the harvest is going to be so plentiful, and this is why the church has definitely got to be prepared and equipped um, for the work of the ministry, so we can minister to the needs of some of these people, right? So we can minister to the needs of the person. And and, and let, let me hit on this. Um, 
a lot of times people don't want to help people because, oh, well, they're going to do this with the money. Now. Well, that's what the ability to discern is for. The Holy Spirit. You know, King Solomon, the Lord asked King Solomon, what did he want? And he said he wants to be able to discern. Um, he wants to be so he can rule over the people uh, correctly. He wants to. In other words, I want to make your decision, God. I, w- I want to know what you think about it. I want to know what you have to say about it. I want to know what you, you know, I need uh, give me the ability to discern. I need to be able to distinguish the truth from a lie. That's what the Holy Spirit is here for, to help us to distinguish the truth from a lie. This is to help us to distinguish what's good and what's evil, what's right, what's wrong. We need to exercise. We need to start practicing now. We need to, because every need is not, I won't meet every need. I will not. Every need is not your need. Um, But even in that, the Holy Spirit will let you know. He'll let you know. He'll let you know right from wrong, good from evil. He'll he'll let you know yes, or he'll let you know no. Because sometimes you can rescue people too soon in the process of learning how to trust the Lord. Sometimes they said, no, I, I want them to cry out to me. I don't want you to intervene on this. I want them to cry out to me. And we're going to see a lot of people crying out to God in this season because their God has been taken there, that they're messing with their, took, they took their resources. They took what they thought was their livelihood. But the word of God tells me that my life is hid in Jesus Christ. And I've had to learn to live by faith uh, for over 30 some years, literally, Because my job was never my source and my spouse definitely was not my source. I had to live by faith uh, and believing God and trusting him for whatever it is that I need. So I'm used to living by faith. Those who put their trust in the Lord, not in their resources, not in their nine to five job, not in their gifts, not in their talents. But those because God is the one that gives us the power to get the wealth. And so what I'm saying is everything that you need to succeed is already on the inside of you. God put it in there. He put it in you when he created you. See, he didn't just drop you into the world and then just start adding stuff to you uh, once you was here. No, he put him. He you he put it in you when he created you. We are wonderfully and magnificently made. We're created in his image, in his likeness. You're not an afterthought. He didn't create you, throw you in the earth and say, oh, yeah, by the way, I forgot I was going to make them an evangelist. I was going to make them a preacher. I was going to make them a millionaire. No, everything that you need to succeed is already. Can you say that with me? Everything that I need to succeed is already inside of me. Um, and as a born again believer, we can tap into um, the heart of God, the mind of God, um, the, the ability to discern because the spirit of the living God is on the inside of us. He said he don't want us to be ignorant of nothing that the devil is doing. I mean, if you when you have the right the chance to tell your child right from wrong, good from evil, isn't that isn't that what you do? The purpose of it all correction is to protect us from evil and harm. <laughs> so if you don't have a truth teller in your life, I pray that after today you go get you one. That person that who face you hung up in because people they used to hang up in my face quite a bit. But anybody who really knows me knows I don't take other people's issues and make them about me. Okay, so it's nothing personal for me. You can call me back and we can pick up and keep talking like, we, you know, nothing ever happened. Because uh, because I know that the word of God, because it's alive, is is sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces to the soul. It, uh, it knows the uh, intents of the heart. Um, um, okay, so it's sharp. So when you speak the word, sometimes it pricks people, right? 
and it's going to cause a reaction, which is good because the word of God is going to make cause someone to be happy, sad, glad, or mad, which is a good thing because that means that their heart is not hard. So it's nothing personal um, because when we're speaking on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're just a messenger. We're just a mailman. I'm sure the mailman, when he drops a cutoff notice or whatever in your mailbox, He's not worried about that coming back on him because he understands what his position is. He's just the mailman. He's the messenger. He came and put the letter. He, the letter didn't come from him. It's not his, it's not his cutoff notice. He's just the delivery man. And as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ and ministers of reconciliators, we're called to represent Christ in the earth. As he is, so are we in this world. We're called to be his ambassadors. Are you an ambassador of Jesus Christ? When they see you, do they know who you are? When they see you, do they know which side you're on? Well, when he's over here with this group, then he's talking about God. But then when he's over here on this side, then he's with the world. Um, the, the apostle Paul says, I become all things to all men, not disobeying God. Another, and Jesus sat and drank and ate with wine bitters. Don't get me wrong. We're called to the world. We're called to be in the world, but not like the world. Yeah, in the world, but should not like the world. Jesus was always, he always had an agenda. I must be about my father's business. And we as ambassadors, likewise, we too must be about the father's business. So what is your agenda when you're out here in the world? Is it so people, you can be a light in the midst of someone's darkness? Or do you just blend in with the darkness and that people around you can't see the light? How many of you know the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works so that your father will be glorified? Is your works... Is your words, is your life glorifying the Father, the God that you say you serve? And if you don't know him, I'm going to, of course, give you an opportunity to accept this God who's so good. I'm talking about your your creator, the one who created you, the one who's given, who's breathing his very breath through you. I mean, it really touches my heart when I think about the goodness of God, when I think about the goodness of the Lord, how when I did not know him, I did not even acknowledge him. But yet and still, when we were yet sinners, the word of God tells me and it teaches me that Christ still died for the ungodly. He died for me because he loved me. Even when I didn't love him, even when I didn't know him, even when I denied him by the very lifestyle that I lived. He still knew me. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. Are you confessing Christ? We confess Christ not just by the words we speak, but we confess Christ by the life that we live. He said, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and so your Father will be glorified. Are you working on behalf of your Father or are you working on behalf of the world? Do you like the praises of men more than you like the praises of the Lord. We need to praise the Lord. Everything that has breath need to praise the Lord. And if you're going to say that you're, that you're doing this unto the Lord, then what you do should glorify the Lord. But if you say that the gift comes from God, but then you don't, you don't use the gift to glorify God, 
which God are you serving? Because if the God who gave you the gift is not being glorified, then you've taken the gift that the Father has given you and you're he's not getting the credit for it because people can't see him when we don't glorify him. They can only see you. It's the gift that God gave you. Is it to glorify him? Or are you using the gifts and the talents to glorify you? Lord, have mercy. Father, we come before you this day knowing that there's no condemnation because you say you did not come to the world to condemn, but to convict, to convince the world that they are in need of a Savior. And I don't know about you, but um, I thank the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. Um, and, um, and Father, we just thank you, Lord. You said if you can... If uh, we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that we shall be saved. Whosoever shall even simply call upon the name of the Lord, Father, you say shall be saved. So, Father, we just thank you. As we come today, we confess that Jesus is Lord. We confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he did die and he will rise again. And he rose and he will rise again. Um, And that God is his Father. We confess with our mouth Jesus Christ is Lord. And we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. And Father God, we just surrender to you. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for stronghold mindsets being broken right now in the name of Jesus. We bind the spirit of confusion right now in the name of Jesus. Father, when you say what the Son said, free is free indeed. Father, you created us because you loved us, not to destroy us. You created us to love because you loved us, not because you hated us. And, and because you're for us, Father God, we believe, we understand, and we know that nothing or no one can stand against us. You are the majority, Father God, and we call you Lord. Today, we declare and we decree that your word is our absolute truth. Holy Spirit, Father, I ask that you lead God and direct us into everything that's true. You are our shepherd. Shepherd us, Lord. Lead us beside the green pathers. Lead us beside the still water. And Father God, we understand, we agree, and we believe that if, if when we keep our mind, as long as we keep our mind stayed on you, Father, that you would keep us in perfect peace. We repent. We repent of our wicked ways. Father, we repent of our evil ways. For you told us to lean not to our own understanding, but in all our and to, uh, but in all our ways to acknowledge you and you would direct our path. You told us to depart, depart from evil. Be not wise in our own eyes and to depart from evil. Don't be trying to figure it out because you already have it figured out. So, Father, we just come to you and ask you for your wisdom so we can do things your way, according to your will, according to your way, according to what you want. In Jesus' name, I pray. I believe I pray that this has been a blessing to you. If you guys would like to support my podcast, just hit my support button on the anchor.fm button. Um, leave a message if you have a prayer request or if you just would like to... Uh, uh, for me to speak on a topic um you guys be so blessed um be encouraged follow me on facebook at pearly martin podcast uh, if you'd like to pray join the prayer room um you guys uh my facebook page is wrapped on martin um you guys be so blessed um also um follow me on youtube i have a whole bunch of uh, videos on youtube it's on the gene martin 
okay? And you guys, um, follow me on Spotify. Hit that Spotify button. I'm on Amazon Music. Follow me on Amazon. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. You guys hit that follow button. So every time I come on, you'll receive a notification. Okay. Thank you guys so much. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Uh, Remember, there's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus because today is another day. Every day is a new beginning. Every day is another day that we get to do what God says. So what happened yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not yet. Let's receive God's gift called the present. Okay. And let's live in the now, right here, right now. It's a step at a time, a day at a time, a second, a minute, moment in time. Um, and that's how I live my life. Because when we do what God asks us to do today, we have fulfilled God's plan and purpose for our life for today. Okay, so don't be overwhelmed. Take no thought for tomorrow, Jesus said, because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. So just ask God today. Acknowledge him in all your ways, just like a child acknowledges parents. Ask the father because he's your father. If you accept him and say, Father, what do you want me to do today? And Father, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your conviction. We thank you for your divine guidance because you're the you're the one who lead us and guide us in everything that's true, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for convicting us and convincing us when our ways are contrary to God's way, when our will and our wants are contrary to what God wants. Uh, be quick. Help us to be quick to hear and slow to speak, Holy Spirit. And we give you the glory, Father. We give you the honor. Our heart desire is to serve you. Our heart desire is to love you. Our heart desire, Father, is to praise and worship you. So we worship you right now, Lord God. In Jesus' name, you guys, please share this podcast uh, with someone you know and someone you don't know. And uh, thank you for donating to our disaster relief at We Care, W-E-E-C-A-R-E, 1966.us. That's our website. Cash app is dollar sign, Pearly, P-E-A-R-L-I-E, J. Martin. Um, we're also on PayPal when you, um, uh, okay. And um, so we're going to end it here. You guys be blessed. Be so encouraged. Oh, I'm also, we're in the process of still doing our transitional houses for ex-felons. Uh, we want to minister to the spirit, soul, and the body, the whole person. Um, so if you guys would like to donate to that, please put in the subject whatever it, it is for, whether it's for the disaster relief um, to in Louisiana or to our transitional housing program. Okay, again, that's We Care, W-E-E-C-A-R-E, 1966.us. Also, when you do- donate to this podcast, those funds go to um, a nonprofit We Care. Okay. Also, I want to drop this in. When you order on Amazon, go to AmazonSmile.com and um, put We Care in there. So when you buy something from Amazon, We Care get a percentage of your, just, you know, we just get a, a little small donation from your purchase on Amazon. Okay. And again, um, thank you for helping us to help others. Okay. Because it's our responsibility, it's the church's responsibility to minister to the needs of the people, not the government. And um, so God is a God of restoration. And I think that he's restoring things. Um, He's going to put us in a position so that we can be a blessing to others and not just to ourselves. Because the most miserable people in the world are selfish people because God did not create us uh, just to... uh, squandle everything on ourselves. It was because he so loved that he gave. And that's my motive when I give is because I so love and I want people to see and understand 
that the gift came from God. Yes, he used me, but he, 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 he came through me to them. It's from my father to you. I want people to understand and know so they can be drawn to Christ. Uh, it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. So today I pray that you go and you be kind to someone and you show someone God's goodness so they can be drawn to repentance. Okay, again, thank you guys so much for joining in. This is Dr. Pearlie Martin for Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. Again, keep looking for what's good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. Don't focus on what's wrong because when focusing on what's wrong, keep you from being able to see what's right. I don't know about you, but if I, you want to have a good day, you need to focus on what's good, okay? <laughs> um, this is the day that the Lord has made and he allowed us to live in it. And because of that purpose, I am I'm going to rejoice and be glad that I am here and I am living in it. I pray that I've been a blessing to you in some way. Um, guys, you guys leave your, your comments and everything else and continue to pray. Let's remember to pray for each other as we approach these uh, evil end times, these perilous times. The word of God already tells us in Timothy uh, what's to expect. I always tell people, if you want to know what's going to happen next, read the word of God. Let's spend some time in the word and we will, won't be caught off guard and shocked by the things that we see in this wicked, evil world. Because the Bible tells us in Corinthians that Satan is a small G. He's a God of this world. Um, okay, but um, Jesus is still Lord. Okay, and we have power, authority, and dominion over the devil. He says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. I'm trying to let it go um, right now. In Jesus' name, um, I pray all these things. The blessings of the Lord. May the blessings of the Lord be upon you. May the blessings of the Lord uh, rest upon you. May the blessings of the Lord uh, make you rich. I speak blessings. I declare and I decree blessings. Blessings upon you, upon your household. May the Lord blessings uh, rest upon you so you in turn will be a blessing to others. I speak blessings, blessings, blessings. The goodness of God, God's goodness and mercy is following you today. The favor of God is upon you today. And because you believe, not only shall you be saved, but your household. And as for me and my house, I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Know and understand that Jesus Christ is still Lord of Lords and Kings of Kings. Every knee will bow and every name in the end, we'll confess that Jesus Christ, he really is Lord. I bless you. I'm praying for you. Please remember to pray for me and my family in Jesus name. Again, be blessed and be encouraged.